at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All right, welcome to the show. Today is your host, Doug Crow, the author of Brand Show. And yes, another show for you talking about stuff that's important to you. And we've got a, uh, an author on who's got some really good ideas for us to share. And we'll get right to it. Um, Coach Key Consulting operates with purpose, connection, heart, and drive in order to identify and help pursue one's life purpose and refocus one's present life in order to break through the highest level of energy fulfillment and productivity. That's a run-on sentence, but it makes sense. Uh, his passion lies in cultivating strong relationships that lead us as one to a purpose, uh, prosperous future with a non-wavering vision in mind. Without further ado, Keegan Schaefer. Keegan, how are you today? I'm doing well, Doug. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You bet. What's about this wavering vision? I mean, my, my vision wavers all the time. I think about different things here, left and right. How do I, how do I stay focused, my friend? Absolutely. I think this is a really relevant topic. We hear people yeah. all the time that speak on purpose. And some people are into this premonition that you find your purpose and then you're done and you've got it for life. But that's not how it works. When you create the vision, it's something that is ongoing. This is a process. It's really more about who you become through that process versus what you gain. All the time I hear people set these ridiculous goals in a good way. You know, I want to buy my first mansion. I want to make a million dollars, my first million. But then they get to that point, And then what? I think back to Jesse. I'm, I'm missing his last name right now. But basically, Jesse was a, a stockbroker. And he shorted the history's largest short in the market. And this was back in 1927, I believe. And basically, he closed a hundred million dollar deal in one exchange the problem was after that he didn't know what else to shoot for on and on he thought hey i can't achieve any greater than what i've already achieved here and so within four years he was completely bankrupt he was dropped off the board and so to answer your question doug when we talk about purpose when we talk about vision this is what we are leaving to the world, whether that's a legacy, a service, a relationship, something to impact somebody else's life. I love it. And how did you get started in this path of being so clear-minded? So I had to go through all, all, all the bad stuff first. That's all right, let's hear it. Reality. Get in the dirt. Yep, exactly. So, you know, the short and skinny of it, abandonment, addiction issues, uh, not knowing where to turn, you know, being addicted to alcohol, to drugs, to sex, and not having proper coping mechanisms. And so finally, at one point, I said, enough is enough. I'm tired of doing this. And I know so many people out there know that they're here for a greater reason, a greater purpose, a greater mission, but they don't know what that is, or they know what it is, and they don't know how to achieve it or sustain it. And so this has been a lifelong pursuit through personal and professional experiences that have been able to create this. Uh, rock bottom moment. I mean, everybody's got ups and downs in life, but they have all that, all the stuff you mentioned in a very short manner. There must have been some epiphany or some pivot point. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I think it was the repetition, striving for something greater and getting the same result over and over. You know, I had gone from having 
tons of money in the bank and, uh, and, and having all these things that we think are going to fulfill us, but they don't until we actually find a purpose. And for me, that purpose is giving back to others. So there's a note in the book, and I really want to share this when we, when we talk about purpose, the way that I like to break this down is that you can think of the story. There are three bricklayers and essentially they are helping build this, this uh, cathedral out. So this was in 1761, a war had occurred, the cathedral came down and these three bricklayers were here building it back up. And so this guy comes by and he asks the first bricklayer who is crouched down on his knees, sir, what are you doing? And he replies, I'm building a, or I'm sorry, I am working to make money for my family. Looks at the second bricklayer, sir, what are you doing? He said, I am working so that I have the occupation and that I can feed my family and live a happy life. And he looks to the third bricklayer and the third bricklayer is standing fully up and he's smiling. And the guy says, what are you doing? And he says, I am building a wall to a cathedral so many people can come and change and impact each other's lives. You see, all three of them were laying bricks, but the mindset and the end goal was different. And the first guy, job, making money. The second guy, occupation. The third guy is impacting other people. So, you know, Doug, I've broken this into three categories. I call this the golden ticket. The first category is career. How many people are looking for employees right now? Anybody can go out to the job market and get a job. Might not pay what you want, but you can go out and get a job. Number two, passion. Somewhere from childhood to adulthood, either somebody talks us out of our own passion or we talk ourselves out of the passion. And the third part is purpose. And ultimately purpose is how are you impacting the lives of other people? Now, the golden ticket is marrying all three of these things together. We want to make money by doing something we're passionate about that impacts other people's lives. That is the golden ticket. Yeah, you know, that's a very, very popular thing. I love that story, the bricklayer story, by the way. Um, and it, 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 I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, authors and whatnot, that's what we do. And I find a lot of people have deep inside them, or they're reluctant to pull it out, but we generally pull out of them a massive, you know, like a big, hairy, audacious goal, something really big that scares the bejesus out of them. And, you know, I've caught myself sometimes lowering my expectations, lowering my goal because of a setback or whatnot. What do you tell people who, have had a really big idea, but it's so big that it scares them. Great question. Two parts to this. Number one, does the name Michael Lotito ring a bell? I'd challenge you to look him up. Michael Lotito is in the Guinness Book of World Records for eating a Cessna plane. He ate 18 bicycles. He's eaten chandeliers, jet skis, all kinds of crazy stuff. So the reason I bring this up is because you can imagine somebody, just think about it for a second. If somebody tried to eat a bike, they physically can't fit an entire bicycle into their mouth, of course. So what Michael Latito would do is he would take the tires and take the rubber off and break down the metal and cut it up and then melt it into tiny, palatable, bite-sized pieces. The same thing is true with your goals. When you start out with these big, audacious goals, the bicycle, we can't just consume it all at once. We have to have a big picture goal, which is again, the bicycle. And we put that out and then we break that down. 
and we break it down further and further and further. So for instance, you may start with a 10 or a 15 year goal, and then you break that into five years. What actionable items can I control to get to that end result? Then you break the five years into one year, same question. You break those into quarterly, you break those quarterly down into 30 days, and then you give yourself weekly assignments. The reason this is so empowering and proficient is because we're taking this big audacious goal that you talk about, Doug, and we're breaking this down into a very tiny bite-sized piece. This does a couple things for us. Number one, every day when we show up, we know that today's action is contributing to the big picture. Number two, it allows us to take baby steps. We don't need to make radical changes every single day. We just do tiny little things every single day to show up and get the results. That's the first part. The second part to answer your question, Doug, is to get to the root. What do I mean by this? Well, there's a three-step process. First and foremost, the first step is identity. We need to know what that goal is or goals are. What are we striving for? What are we building? Number two, what are your limiting beliefs? What is the programming that you have that's limiting you or holding you back from achieving that identity? And then step number three is you create a strategy or plan. Now, the one point that I really want to emphasize is step number two. When we talk about these big audacious goals, well, oftentimes we don't achieve them because of the small habits or the wiring or programming that we have in our heads, but we really got to get to the root. And there's something that you mentioned. Do I deserve this? Is this really my goal? Why should I have this? And I think we have to get to the root of that. So the root of this is identifying which fear we are operating on. Now, there are hundreds of different fears out there, but there are six primary categories that we can narrow this down into. The one that comes up when we say things like, oh, I don't deserve this, or what will somebody else think? That would fall under the fear of criticism. So when we're able to identify what fear we are operating on, the next step is breaking that down and understanding it. I'll share one story with you quickly, and then I'll summarize all of this together. I'm an individual in Baltimore City many years ago. Now, this individual told me that he had two different ways that he could walk to his house. One way, very short, 10-minute walk, piece of cake. Other walk, 50-minute walk. Why would he not take the short walk every day? Well, you see, on the short path, there was a pit bull. Now, he admitted to me that when he was a child, he was attacked by a pit bull and had this fear of dogs his entire life. So he avoided that short path so he did not have to come face to face with this pit bull. Now, after a long time of doing this, he said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to face this dog. Today is the day. And he starts down the short path, just like the other times. He sees the dog turn the corner. He starts to run. While he's running, he notices a loose brick on the side of the sidewalk. And he remembers, today's my day. So he grabs the brick and he turns to face the dog. And right when the dog's about to jump, he opens his mouth and he goes to bite the young man. The young man realizes the dog doesn't even have teeth, not even one. And so 
The point here is that oftentimes our fears are this dog. It is our own emotional interpretations on things that have happened in the past patterns, and we expect that that's going to happen again. So we often find out that the fears that we've convoluted in our own mind are the toothless dog. And so to pull all of this together and answer your question, Doug, when we talk about the audacious goals, we've got to set a realistic long-term timeline and break down that big picture into things we can control. The second part of that is understanding why you haven't achieved it before and breaking those limiting beliefs down and understanding the fear that we are operating on. When you can do those two things, your goals just become a part of the process and you start to enjoy this because now it's your lifestyle. Love it. Very good. So you have this in a book or something? All this? Uh, Absolutely. Stuff? So uh, show us your book. Yeah. So it's, it's selfish to selfless. And basically what this book does is it breaks down five foundational pursuits. You know, Doug, the reality is your goals are going to be different than my goals or other people that are listening to this. And so it's not to say, hey, look, there's a one way to do this and that's it. Here's the shortcut. There's no such thing. What it's saying is there are five foundations that if you set your life up on those foundations and you strive for those daily, then you're going to live the life of fulfillment, of joy, of purpose, serving other people. And when you go to the grave, your life is going to represent something much bigger than just a name or a date. Nice. Okay. How long have you been a, a, a coach? I've been a, a certified coach since 2018. 2018. Okay. So what's your, what's your cathedral? My cathedral, short and sweet version, millennial Tony Robbins. I think that there is a fascinating shift from generation to generation. For instance, my grandparents raised me and, and through that process, my grandparents were, were raised in the industrial revolution. And mm -hmm. so they have the mentality of work hard. And so I'm grateful that I was able to inherit those traits. However, between 1985 and 1995, we saw the internet become a real thing for us. And so we've had this massive shift. So when we look at millennials, for instance, there is this comprehension of the gap between the industrial revolution ideology of work really hard and this new internet era that we see so commonly of work smarter, not harder. And so I think this allows us to marry the, the gap between the two. Don't mind my asking. Is this because you know I do I do help authors with their books or not? So your your cathedral is you want to build a millennial Tony Robbins. I'm assuming that's you. Correct. And so, what does that look like? What's the uh, what's the output? Uh, that's that's a personal individual for for you individually. How does it look for the rest of us? You want to help out X number of people. You want to have a book in twelve languages. Can you give me some details on your cathedral? What's it look like? Yeah, great question, Doug. So again. Yeah. I think that what that looks like is serving people all across the world. We're working on the back end of converting a lot of these programs, processes, the book, the coursework, all of this stuff into several other languages right now. So that expansion and serving people all across the world, we really want to hit that 1 million mark before 10 years. So that's the big thing. Now, the avenues are the other part to this, right? It is how can we serve people on multiple platforms? And so that's where coursework is really good because, you know, we can get online and we can knock it out when we have the availability. 
the book. You know, this is the first book. Now, mind you, when when we started this journey, you know, I started writing this book in August of 2021. And so we had a 500 page book in less than three months. And we had to narrow that down and cut it down and edit, of course, but it was on the shelves by December. And so there's a lot of learning and there's a lot that goes into this. We want to put more books out there. We want to get different ideas and open the minds and, and let those light bulbs go off for so many people. So, you know, ultimately, if we look down the road and what that big cathedral is, we want to be all across the world. We want to serve a million people. We want to have the app, the coursework. We want to have all of this stuff in multiple books, 15 specifically, to get out and share this with other people so that they can change their life and change the lives of others. Beautiful thing. What's uh, what's your biggest roadblock to that? Biggest roadblock is time. <laughs> you know, I, I will work all day long and I love it and I manage the time very diligently, but there's only one me. And so there's only so much that I can do. And the scaling portion is such an instrumental part of building a business is that so often we lack the patience because of the immediacy that this internet world has given us. And, and all the advancements and they're fantastic. This is the best time to live. You know, historically speaking, we have more things readily available to our fingertips than we ever have in humanity. So it, it, it's a summarization of all of this and, and bringing this all together. The roadblock to, to answer your question is really, we wanna do this right. We don't just wanna throw stuff out there and hope it sticks. We wanna be very intentional and build this and change people's lives. So it's a matter of managing time and scaling appropriately. Yeah, I remember I uh, had uh, um, a guy come in once. I worked at Nextel Communications and he, uh, he did the, the Stephen Covey organization, right? It says seven halves are highly effective people. Yep. And they're, you know, everyone had the Franklin planner at that point, you know, the manual planner had to plan your day out. And I'm watching this guy do his presentation, teaching us and, you know, the whole sales team had their, you know, 60 planners out there. And like, I'm like thinking to myself, well, this guy didn't, ever meet Stephen Covey, but Covey's making a nice, he's got a nice licensing program with Franklin Flanner and his book and whatnot. So I'm thinking about your time. Obviously you got to leverage it. You got to have thousands of advocates uh, pushing your, uh, your message out there. What's what, if you could summarize your, your message, I guess you did it in the, uh, in your introduction here, but well, I want to hear from you, from you that was me talking. Give me the summary of what your mission is. So I'll, I'll start by this. Doug, I'm a firm believer that every single person in this world has a unique set of skills, talents, abilities, and experiences that they can leverage to change the lives of other people. And that's the mission. Quite simply, I want to open that reality to the world. I want every single person to realize that they are destined for more. They are here for greatness. And so person by person, I am on a mission to change everybody's life and provide the best version of themselves until we can create a better world. That is uh, very well put, be better than what I, I summarized at the beginning for sure. Uh, Coach Keegan Schaefer, hold that book again, Keegan. Let me see that. Self Uh, I'm assuming it's available on Amazon, right? Correct. On Amazon, uh, it's it's uh, available on Kindle, and we are converting it with several different voices as we speak, so it will be available on audio soon. Terrific.
Selfish to Selfless by Keegan Schaefer. Get it. Thank you so much for having the show today. Appreciate you very much. Thank you, Doug. You bet. All right. That's a wrap. Um, hope you enjoyed the show today. Good stuff. Good basic information about getting your goals. And I love what Keegan said about everybody's got qualities, untapped skills, resources, and they are a true gift and they need to find those gifts and use them. So make sure you click below here and subscribe because there's some goodies for you for watching the show. And that concludes our show today. This is Doug Crow from Author Your Brand.